Bet the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. The NFL draft has come and gone, Connor. It's your one of your three favorite days of the year. Started off at the top pretty much like we kind of thought, and then I mean, for the first four picks, my mock draft was going great. But great. four in a row is pretty good, actually. It really is. Granted, like, did I have Houston trading back to number or taking a pick at number two and trading back into number three to take Will Anderson? Absolutely not. But if you look at my mock, it went Bryce, Shroud, Anderson, AR. Who'd you have at five? Tyree Wilson. Who is the real pick? Devin Witherspoon, which was a little bit of reach. Yeah, I mean, typical Seattle pick, but I mean. Honestly, like watching it as it unfolded, Houston, for my in my opinion, won the draft three picks in. The oh, fact yeah. that you did the right thing by drafting Stroud and then trading with Arizona to get Will Anderson, so you have a leader on your offense and a leader on your defense to start. I mean, I tweeted it out. And it's kind of funny that you ended up finally watching it for the first time. I ended up watching it because it's tradition for me. They watched draft day the night before the trade and said, hold my beer, I can do this. 1,000%. Yeah, I literally watched it the day before the draft. Um, good movie. Really good movie. Um, <laughs> Go, tell, tell everyone what you thought before the trade, though. So if you haven't seen draft day, basically... I don't remember those names, like Sonny something. Mm-hmm. He trades away their top three picks for the next three years, their first overall pick for the next three years for the Kinda number like one. Kind of like the RG3 trade. Don't remind me. <laughs> for the top, for the number one pick in that year's draft. Well. The quarterback that they were going to take, Bo Callahan. Was supposed to be a generational talent. Andrew Luck. Exactly. And he kind of saw some things that had him hesitant about him. So he took a guy who was slated to go in like the 15 to 20s. Vontae Mack, no matter what. An Ohio State kid. Exactly. OSU number one. So he takes him takes him out of nowhere. Surprises everybody because it's supposed to be Bo Callahan and you took a guy that you like could have had at your original pick, obviously. But. And then I was just like, What's the, like, everybody's, it's, some weird things are happening. I'm like, is that the moral of the story? He's a terrible GM. He just got a guy, he traded three first round picks to go number one to get a guy slated like 15 to 20. I'm like, this guy sucks as a GM. And then right when you think it's over, he jumps back into the draft, gets all three of his picks back. And then some. Yeah, and then a special teamer or something like that. Exactly. And then I'm like, okay, now this makes more sense. Gets an absolute fleece of a trade. For one, none of this shit's... There's no chance in hell that's going to happen. For one, a GM getting getting three first-rounders and giving him... Trading those three back to the original guy, the GMs have way too much pride. Well, and I think what it was was the trade with Jacksonville was all of his second-round picks. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if a team is taking all second round picks for top four pick. I think it was. I can't fully remember. But, sixth. But either way, draft a trade that would never happen. But nevertheless, it seemed like the Texans watched that and was like, we could do this. And they fucking did. Yeah, for, the, for once, Houston actually is like a competent football team. Like, not yeah. like on the field, but like organizationally made the right decision. Now, credit to me 
on these first four picks, at least seeing the seeing through the bullshit, seeing what's real and what's smoke, seeing that the Texans did have to take a quarterback. Like I, I didn't have a bet on CJ being number two pick because state of Ohio doesn't let us pick up or bet on number one, number two pick, which I don't understand. Do you think, whatever. do you think that I'm assuming it was smoke with them saying they want Anderson at two. So Stroud would still be available at three. No, I think happened was the news of Tennessee already working on a deal with Arizona to move up to three. If they ended up uh, if the Texans passed on Stroud so that they could come in at three and take Stroud. What the Texans did was by taking Stroud two, it ultimately killed that deal with the Titans. And obviously that's a division rival. You kind of want to stop them from being able to get their guy. But then you're able to go to Arizona and be like, hey, we'll trade you for number three and then end up taking Will yeah. Anderson. And by taking Stroud first, obviously, now the offers coming in for three are not going to be nearly as good. No, because everybody would have been moving up for Stroud. Mm. So, that I mean, the Houston did it the way that they needed to and to get Stroud at two and then Will Anderson at three. I think that was absolute home run. Kind of won the draft at that point, or at least... In my opinion, it's kind of hard not to say they didn't. But I mean that w- that was phenomenal moving, and then the next move, Indianapolis taking Anthony Richardson. Everyone and their mother was seeing the shit about them taking Levis. I did not believe it. I thought Anthony Richardson would be the pick because of the upside. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that ended up working out. Cashed a bunch of bets on just. Within the first four picks. So if you listen to me, I can't remember exactly what the number on the ones I gave out, but you were plus money from the start. Uh, Seattle at five. I thought it was a little bit of a reach to take Devin Witherspoon, but like he was also in that range. I just thought that they would go like with a Tyree Wilson there was so much smoke about them not worrying about Jalen Carter's character concerns. So kind of seemed like they passed on that and stuck with the high character guys. And then Arizona trading with Detroit to come in and get their guy that they wanted. I mean, if you don't make this trade unless you're getting the person you want in Paris Johnson Jr. I think that was a phenomenal move by them to get a starting left tackle to protect Kyler Murray. You have a lot of money invested in him. He's coming off a torn ACL. I think that helps out their offensive line a lot. Uh, you you and I were texting back and forth when the Raiders were on the board. You knew that I had a bet on Levis plus 1,000 and Jalen Carter at plus 2,000. Yeah, I had I got Carter in at 16-1 to 1 right before the draft, too. And, man, it was just like right there and then it was it gone. made so much sense <laughs> you it and really i did you and i share a brain like within seconds of the pick just text each other boo <laughs> yeah that i mean still getting a hell of a player it just it's the raiders it made too much sense yeah and then uh next pick uh atlanta actually taking Bajon robinson i love this pick 
I swear to God, me and the Falcons GM share a brain when it, when I look at that roster and some of the people that they're draft they've drafted, and it's people that I absolutely love, and I just love this pick. Uh, then, to the demise of you, Tough. the Eagles Tough. trade to number nine, jumping ahead of or trading with Chicago to get Jalen Carter. Hey, Philly loves them Georgia boys. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we'll obviously get to that. Like, well, like, look, like, I mean, Philly knows they have a window now. Like, they're gonna have to. Like, this is now because yeah, eventually those just, guys. You just paid Jalen. Yeah. Or paid. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. I was about to say Jalen Carter, but you just paid Jalen Hurts. But also, I love the fact that he already has uh, Nicobe Dean there. Oh my God! Why am I blanking on the D, the other D tackle? You know him, uh, J- Jordan Davis mm. from uh, the e- or from Georgia that are already there. And then obviously this is like before they end up taking Nolan Smith and taking Kelly Ringo and trade for DeAndre Swift. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Another Georgia guy. Exactly. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so Philadelphia turned into the Philadelphia Blue Bulldogs in like one draft, literally. After a while, I will admit the jokes got kind of fucking old. Yeah. But when you, d- I remember when they drafted Keely or Keely Ringo in the third round. I'm just like, it's not a fucking joke. They love Georgia defenders, and I end up tweeting it out. If they do fire Sirianni at some point, they have to make a run at Kirby, right? Makes the most sense, yes, because half his alumni are there. But it makes sense to me. Like I, I'm a big fan of drafting, hey, what are the three best programs in football? Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. More, than like, more likely than not, the player is going to be good. Just so- take it. I, like I keep getting ahead of myself, but I don't want to forget about this. So Brandon Staley was interviewed after the draft, and they ended up taking uh, three TCU players: uh, Quinn Johnson, Darius Davis, and Max Duggan. And he had a quote saying that TCU played in the national championship; they're on the level of Georgia and Alabama. Now I'd be like, "Did you watch the championship game?" <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Then you had Chicago taking Darnell Wright, which I do like. Obviously, you missed out on Paris Johnson, but I like the move of kind of passing on uh, uh, Skronsky and taking Wright. The more true tackle helps with, uh, definitely will help out Justin Fields. Uh, Tennessee ends up taking Peter Skronsky next. I think it's a solid pick, especially with what their second round pick was with Will Levis. I honestly thought they were going to take him at 12, but kind of better move getting the O-lineman, and then you end up letting him fall all the way to second round and getting him there. Uh, then the first like true reach of the draft, the Lions take Jameer Gibbs. Love the player, love the pick, but also, you have the, what is it, um, missing it. I think it was like 19, 18. wasn't it? You have the 18th pick, and I honestly easily think you could have had him there. A little bit of a reach. I honestly thought he could, there was a chance he'd be available for the Bengals, but yeah. 
Detroit smashed that dream pretty fucking quick. Yeah, um, the Lions will come up again here with something like that. Um, If they didn't trade that, would they have taken him at six? That's what I honestly (laughs) wonder. He might have. Well, and also, like, that's the thing is, at six, you had Bajan on the clock or on the board, and you could have easily taken him there. And that would have been, like... Yeah, maybe that's a little bit of reach at six, but also it's I think less of a reach than what Jameer would. Have no credit. Nobody will criticize you for taking men six. Um, also fucked up on the mock draft when I gave it out. I didn't. Uh, I thought it had the Packers and Jets picks flipped, but it didn't. So Packers at thirteen ended up taking Lucas Van Ness. Very very solid pick. Just reminds me of somebody that is. Just um, completely Green Bay. Like okay. Bigger defensive lineman from Iowa. She's probably a Green Bay fan anyway. Yeah. Um, next, I love this move. The, the Patriots were up before the Jets. They end up trading with the Steelers. End up dropping back a couple picks. So that the uh, Steelers could come up and take Broderick Jones, the only other like offensive lineman that was locked to go into the first round. They let the Steelers sneak up and take him in front of the Jets. Like just Bill Belichick out there playing chess saying, fuck you, or fuck you, Jets. I, I mean, obviously he knew what the pick was probably going to be if he was doing something like that. I was for sure that was Joey Porter. Mm, yeah, but... Worked out in the end because you got him in the they second. They still got him, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, but then I was like, no, if you're trading up, you're going after an O-lineman. So, I, I mean, in the live one that I was doing, I got this right. I knew it was going to be Broderick Jones. Uh, then the Jets, who you could tell were very pissed that the Patriots did this. Because it took them forever to get this pick in. There was like, obviously in the first round, I think you have 10 minutes. It was until like a minute 30 left that they finally submitted the pick. But they do take Will McDonald, who personally I think is a good fit. Obviously, I said their first three picks need to be on the O-line to protect Aaron Rodgers. Couldn't do that with what the Patriots did as a big fuck you. So, I think it's a good move, good fit. Then your boys, the Washington Commanders, with Christian Gonzalez on the board, I thought they were going to take him, but instead they take Emmanuel Forbes, who has been rising, had been rising a lot in the draft. And I guess I didn't see it. There was a lot of smoke around the rumors of him going to you guys. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I, I wanted Christian Gonzalez, but... It's not the end of the world. They needed to address the secondary. And that's I what still did. think it's a very, very good pick. Size worries obviously, me a little bit. Obviously, juicy award finalist for us. Uh, next pick, the Patriots, who had traded back, end up getting Christian Gonzalez, cornerback two in most, mo- or most draft people's eyes. They get him at 17. I think this was a great pick for them. Then... The Lions said, oh, you thought that was a reach? Hold my beer and end up taking Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa, at 18. Dude, this one, ju- this one baffled me the most because 
Love Jack Campbell. Love the player. I think, and the fit. I love it. But also, at the same time, like, this could have been the Jameer Gibbs pick. And you could have gotten Jack Campbell. If you loved him that much, take him in the second round. The next linebacker that was drafted wasn't drafted until the third round in Drew Sanders, who most draft people had above Jack Campbell. But you could have gotten him in the second round if you loved him that much. I just, like, I love the, I love the picks. I just don't love where they were picked. Like, yeah, I think you could easily, like, slide these slide these picks back like <laughs> to literally probably 20 spots maybe yeah, not Jameer exactly Gibbs, but... and you could have gotten somebody at six you could have gotten somebody at 12 who knows but lions like day one were kind of my losers just because they were they were reaches i do love the picks and they make a pick later in hendon hooker that i absolutely love uh after that, we had Tampa Bay taking Kalijah Kansi, breaking my heart. Uh, Seattle taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, dude, I was on cloud nine thinking about Metcalf, Lockett, and JSN. Because, like, they're all different. And I just, like, Lockett's going to be the dude that's catching those moon balls Jackson's going to be in the slot and then you have DK as your outside guy. Like give Geno Smith some weapons and let let him see if he was really worth that contract. Obviously, from what most people say, his contract's like year like kind of a one-year contract even though it's I think it's like a four-year contract, but, but it's kind of like out. on a year by year basis. So I think this is a great move. I love that receiving core. Uh, and that kind of started the run on uh, wide receivers. The Chargers end up taking Quentin Johnson. I mean, I think that I, like him with with uh, Williams and Keenan Allen, I think that could be a phenomenal receiving core. Baltimore. Damn, I hated this pick, but at the same time, I loved it. Takes Zay Flowers. Ah, God damn, I'm gonna hate going up against him twice a year. That's what sucks when getting guys drafted in your own own division. Yeah, Minnesota ends up taking uh, Jordan Addison. I love this pick because I think he's a great compliment to Justin Jefferson. Uh, Giants end up taking Deontay Banks. I think this is solid, solid pick. Just add to that defense, and I think they've they've lost a lot in that secondary, so very much a pick of need. Uh, Bills end up trading up and end up drafting Dalton Kincaid. God, like they're not a rival in the division, but also like they're in the kind of a rival for AFC purposes, and I hated it, but loved it at the same time. Yeah, that was one of my favorite picks, probably. Dallas, with Michael Mayer on the board and so much smoke leaked or linked to him, and they're taking Mozzie Smith, who most people had slated as a second-round pick, but I don't know. I like That threw me off, especially with how much they loved Mayer and loved the tight ends. But I end up taking... I forget which tight end. They, they end up taking one in the second or third round. I can't fully remember. Uh, 
Jags, who had moved around the first round a little bit, end up taking Anton Harrison. Obviously, he got to protect Trevor Lawrence. Uh, then my Bengals, like, I honestly didn't know what to expect, but the pick was Miles Murphy, who I I love the pick. Like, on it, like, part of me was hoping for Jameer. Thank you, Lions, for destroying that. But I think, like, with what we are trying to do, we need to start getting younger on the defense because a lot of the guys that I've grown to love, like Trey Hendrickson and Chidabay Awuzier, probably aren't going to be around much longer. So you got to get younger and get talent on that D-line. Obviously, former five-star who, like, freshman year, we saw the production. I don't know why I keep rambling on about my pick, but... But you, I mean, you're gonna pay Joe Burrow here soon too. So, exactly like so. some of those guys are not, like you said, are not gonna be around. Yeah, exactly. So, gotta get younger on the defense in some spots because so much of that money is going to the offense, especially with Joe T and Jamar. Uh, next, the New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans Saints. I kind, I was about to say Pelicans for a second there. End up taking Brian Brzee. Easy pick. Very happy that after everything he had been through, losing his sister this season, that he was able to go into the first round. So, so some weird just happened. I I was looking at draft odds here and saw Brian Brzee and like couldn't figure out where he was going. So like literally, as you're saying that, I was googling like where he went, you're and such, then he went to the Saints. You're such an idiot. Uh, Philadelphia. Obviously, we talked about it. Took Jalen Carter with their next pick take, Nolan Smith, who I honestly, like, I know I said take the over on his pick at 11.5. I honestly did not think he was going to be available at 30. I almost thought that the Bengals were going to take him instead of Miles Murphy, but the Philadelphia Bulldogs. And then to round out the first round, the Chiefs took Felix and DK Uzama. The Kansas City's or Kansas State defensive end, and I was so happy that he was able to go in the first round. So that was basically whole first round. So I mean, I don't really have anywhere else to go from there except uh, I can list off my favorite pick for just about every team. I'm, Caveat: It can't be the first round pick for everybody. Well, too late because I did this, and it was just every pick as I saw it. Okay. Um, so for the Cardinals, my favorite pick was Paris Johnson. Like, honestly, it, that you ended up getting your guy at a position of need, and like as much as you have invested in Kyler Murray, it, it, it's such a big need that I I couldn't help but love that pick. All the other picks were solid, but that one just obviously stuck out to me the most. Uh Falcons, I mean, this is a team after my heart. They ended up taking Zach Harrison in the third round. Clark Phillips, who I was surprised in the fourth round was still available. But at the same time, it's hard when Bajan was your first round pick. Yeah, like He's going to be 100%. one of my bets for rookie of the year. Loaded backfield, too. Uh, For the Bears... I I love the Darnell uh, Wright pick, but honestly, a pick that I love the most, Roshan Johnson in the third round, running back from Texas. Obviously, he was behind Bajan, so he's not going to get all the love. 
But in the time that he got carries, he looks solid. I think this is a great third-round pick that's really going to help them out. Ravens, well, fuck you guys. I mean, Zay Flowers, that, that that's easy for me. I did also love the uh, Trenton Simpson pick. Obviously, Ravens are always solid at linebacker, and this just added another great linebacker to their core. And on or Andrew Voorhees. The guard out of uh, USC in the seventh round ended up uh, getting injured at the combine. And Is he the one that was like bench pressing with like a giant brace? I cannot. I'm re- pretty sure it is because he had USC stuff. I can't fully remember. Uh, I just remember he ended up getting injured, and he was like like second to fourth round range, and you get him in the seventh round despite the injury, and you could let him sit. Like that was a very very solid pick. Uh, Bills, I mean, we talked about it. This one's easy. Don't get hate. Hate it. I'm going to hate going up against him. Uh, Knox is still there, correct? Yeah, Knox is still there, so it just adds another weapon for Josh Allen. You know, like, he doesn't have enough. Uh, Panthers, I mean, you only had five picks, but you drafted Bryce Young number one. That's easy. Like, I, I think this will, like... We could debate about the whole C.J. Bryson. This was the right pick. Bryce deserved to be the number one quarterback taken. You can, I can knock him as much as I want to for his size. That elusiveness, able to do in the SEC, game in, game out. That was the right pick. And I've heard from some like NFL draft analysts saying that like, he processes the game like quicker than like ninety nine percent of the prospects the, covered. The uh. Steph Curry hump, it's it, like it. It's easy, but it's so fucking true. Mm-hmm. He's just so calm, cool, and collected. Uh for the Browns, I'd love to say that I hated every single one of your pick, and they're gonna be bust. But I'd be lying. Uh honestly, this might shock you, especially when they did draft Dewan Jones, who I was in love with from Ohio State, and take Luke Whipler the center from Ohio State in the sixth round, which was just great value in my opinion, is Dorian Thompson-Robinson in the fifth round. I love that pick. Honestly, I want it. Like, there was a lot of smoke between b- behind DTR being drafted by the Bengals to be a cheap backup. But, man, for him to go to Cleveland that, I don't know, and don't I don't trust their quarterback situation too well. That makes one of us. But... I mean, as somebody who could, if, like, Deshaun gets hurt, like, he could be a very good, he, like, I think he could be very good. What round do they pick him? Fifth. Fifth. I mean, DTR to me just, like, screams, like, his floor is solid backup for 10 years. Exactly. So, like, you get That's him in the fifth why round. I wanted him, yeah. like, thinking, like, if worse comes to worse and Joe goes down for, like, a game, and DTR has to come in, like, for the Bengals at least, with all the weapons that he has, I thought he'd be very good. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I'm also, like, king of the backup quarterbacks because that's all we start. And, like, when we go to the backup, he's just as good as the starter. So, I know a thing or two about backups. Uh, For the Bengals, all of them, easy. Uh, Won the draft. uh, Yeah, a clear A-plus pick every single time. Uh. No, honestly, my favorite pick happened to be in the fifth round. Chase Brown. 
Yeah, I love that. I was I was literally queuing up that guy stinks, and then it's Chase Brown, and I love Chase Brown. But honestly, even like the other picks that they had, if I want to go through it all, like love the Miles Murphy pick. DJ Turner was like mocked to us before in the first round, getting him in the second round. Jordan Battle, solid safety that obviously with Von Bell and Jesse Bates gone, like is gonna come in and be an immediate contributor. Charlie Jones, juicy winner. For best wide receiver, I loved it in the in the fourth round. I hate saying it. I think he's probably going to be Tyler Boyd's eventual replacement in the slot. But man, do I did I was I was so shocked that this was the pick, especially when they try to draft younger players. This I loved it, but then. When they did draft Chase Brown and then seeing all the clips of how he was just crying so much when he was finally drafted. Like, I loved it so much. This was a kid at Illinois that I loved this whole year. We kept saying it. He was literally Illinois' whole fucking offense. Don't think he's obviously going to be bell cow back. We still have mix in there. But for him to possibly step in and be that third down Samaje P. Ryan role... Like, obviously, he's probably not the pass blocker that Samaje was, but the juice that he adds in the run game and pass game on third down. Like, it, like I loved Samaje for what he was able to do for us, but, that, like, speed with Chase Brown. Like, you can't just throw a linebacker on him like you did with Samaje. Like, no, Chase has the speed to and catching ability to break anything. Like, I love that pick. I read something that he averaged like seven and a half yards per target. Something like that. Target, not catch, target. And then, like, we drafted the Princeton wide receiver, Andre Iasavia. I think I got that right. 6'3", combine freak. Like, this guy was a heptathlon athlete and, like, uh, like... his rec- relative uh, athletic score is absolutely through the roof. He obviously played at Princeton, but as a ball of clay in this wide receiving core, I love it. And then we ended up drafting a punter, Brad Robinson from Michigan. And there were some moments that I'll end up talking about later in the draft. One of the funnier moments was watching the video. Everybody does the video of when they draft somebody the coach talking to him. Brad Robbins ends up t- taking the call and he, and Zach's like, Hey Brad, this is Zach Taylor from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And he's like, Oh, Hey Zach, how's it going? <laughs> Just like, like you could tell from the get go. He thought this was one of his friends playing a prank. Oh on yeah. Him. And he's, and Zach's just like, so we're thinking about drafting you with the Bengals. And he's like, Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> And he's like, and Zach's like, so you in Columbus? And he's like, yeah, I'm in Columbus. And he's, and Zach's like, all right, well, we're going to submit the pick and you're going to be part of the team. And then you just hear Brad go, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't see that actually. And then, and then Zach's like, well, we're probably going to have to take that out of the, like you could tell he, after that, he was fired up. He thought it was a fucking joke. One of the best clips from the draft. And probably not many people saw it because I only saw it because it was Bengals. Yeah. All right. Back to our regular scheduled program. The Dallas Cowboys. I think this one is easy if you ended up seeing the pick. It's fucking Deuce Vaughn. 
And honest, and back to another story. If you saw the clip, I knew this beforehand, but and I kind of got emotional when I saw the pick come through. Deuce Vaughn's dad, Chris, is a scout for the Cowboys. It's kind of like how Deuce got his I wouldn't say rise. But how he got the drive to be in the NFL was because his dad was a scout. They would not let his his dad do any kind of scouting on Deuce or anything like that. Because I'm pretty sure he is a running back scout. Mm-hmm. But if you saw the video when he was picked, you just see his dad in the draft room start bawling his eyes out. And dude, it... it well, then his dad's the one who called him. Well, no, they made right? yes, yes, but they made the pick first. Okay, I didn't know that. Or I or they let them. They said it in the room, and his dad just absolutely lost it. And then obviously, you might have seen the phone call where he tells Deuce, "You want to come to work with me?" Yeah, which is like something you'd probably dream of I, if you're like, a football player. I was already emotional when it happened. Because, like, I already love Deuce. I knew at the instant it was the Cowboys. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to be with his dad. And then to see the clip, like... Yeah. And obviously, like, we've kind of talked about it. You and I have both lost our fathers. To see something like that, anytime I see some kind of moment with a son and a dad, instantly just tears me up. But, yeah, I, I was tearing up a little bit watching that one. It's tough. but I mean, it was in the sixth round, but man, I, like, I couldn't... like I Also, couldn't, just good value, too, in the sixth round against his mom. Absolutely. I, I feel bad that you're going to have to go up against him. Yeah, I know. And the fact that I'm going to have a This cow- is a very and big... And the fact that I'm going to have a Cowboys deuce on. There was a lot of picks in my division that I'm just like, really? Like, <laughs> I don't want to root against you. Um, Alright, next for the Broncos... Marvin Mims in the second round, I absolutely loved. And honestly, they, like, only five picks. But four of these picks I absolutely loved. Marvin Mims in the second round. Drew Sanders in the third round, the linebacker from Arkansas. Just, like, just thinking about Drew Sanders in a Broncos jersey fits. Yep. Uh, Riley Moss, the corner from Iowa. It screams Denver. Exactly. And then J.L. Skinner, if you listen to the draft, or the my draft crushes in the sixth round, love that. Uh, next, Lions. Like, I, lo- I like the that Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell are on this team. But the one pick that I do love the most is Hendon Hooker. I think that he's going to be the starter next year. To start the season off? No, not this season. Oh, the next year after. I'm about to say, I'm like, you know he's not playing, right? No, 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 no. Not this season coming up. Wouldn't be surprised if he saw some time. I'm a Jared Golf guy, so I'm going to not agree with that, but wouldn't shock me. But also just when I was looking through the Lions draft, like the first four picks just screamed Lions players with Jameer Gibbs. Jack Campbell, Sam Laporter, the Iowa tight end, and then Brian Branch, the safety from Bama. Just everything screamed Detroit Lions player. So I think they did have a solid draft despite some reaches. Uh, For the Green Bay Packers, 
I love the pick of Luke Musgrave in the second round, the tight end from Oregon State. Obviously, last season only played in two games, but I think this dude is just scratching the surface of how good he could be. Honestly, also love the pick of uh, Tucker Craft. And also, did you see the quarterback that they drafted? I did. I can't remember now. Um, Bennett in college football for fucking ever. Is this Stetson Bennett? No. I don't remember. Sean Clifford. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I remember seeing a graphic or something about it. Yeah, but I think solid draft for the Packers. For the Texans, like, it was the first two picks. Yeah. Easy. Uh, Just to add another one, though, I say he was one of my draft crutches, and the fact that he's with C.J. Stroud, I love it. Xavier Hutchinson, the wide receiver from Iowa State, I think he has the potential to be day one starter for them Mm. for a six-round pick. I think there was a lot of value on that pick. Also prepared to be very, very wrong. Now, another team that was just drafting out for my heart, the Indianapolis Colts. It was so hard for me to pick any pick. I loved all from AR, Julius Brents, Josh Downs, Blake Freeland, or Blake Freeland, and Adetome Adeware. Like those first five picks, like three of those guys were my draft crushes. AR, I kept saying I loved more than Will Levis. And Blake Freeland, D- or BYU tackle, who I think has the potential to be a day one starter. Dude, I loved everything about this draft. And you just, like, I keep scrolling. They took Will Mallory from Miami, the tight end. Evan Hull, who I thought was a just bruising back at uh, Northwestern. And then, like, Jake Witt, the Northern Michigan offensive tackle. There's another directional school? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. D2, I think. They have a Southern Michigan? They have to. Like, that's all of them. <laughs> I I think I, I think they do. I'm not 100. They probably do. But taking him in the seventh round, this is a lot of people that or a lot of draft people had him like in that fifth round range as a project. You get him in the seventh round, who has like I, you're you're obviously throwing darts at a board when you're selecting the seventh round, but the potential upside could be starting offensive tackle for you. I love this draft for the Colts. Is AR-15 the starter next year? I don't know who the other quarterbacks on the roster. It has to be Anthony. I don't know anybody. I couldn't name a single one. I mean, in my opinion, it has to be. Uh, Jaguars, they had a couple of picks I did like, like the Brent Strange pick, Tank Bigsby. But the one that I love the most, I was kind of hoping that he was going to be drafted by the Bengals. Parker Washington, the wide receiver out of Penn State. Getting him in the sixth round, dude, I think that is just... Tremendous value. Um, hate the team, like the pick. Felix Anaduke Uzama for the Chiefs. I think that was by far my favorite pick from them. Uh, for the Chargers, I mean, it, it was Quentin. Mm. I, I loved Quentin all year at TCU. I, it just amazes me that they took so many TCU players. And then, obviously, what Brandon Staley said... After the tough look, but also, I mean, taking Duggan in the seventh, I mean, why not? Yeah, uh, is Chase Daniels still there? 
No, Chase Daniels is somewhere else. Okay, so yeah, they got their Chase Daniel replacement. Uh, Rams. Um, honestly, for me, you got started a lot later. They did have a few picks I liked, especially like Puka Nakua, the wide receiver from BYU that you and I both love, Javarius Hodges, Tomlinson, uh, and Oshan Mathis. But my favorite pick was right after Oshan, Zach Evans. This is, I mean, this is a team that has been plagued by injuries at the running back position, and Zach Evans, who provides a lot of juice. That I think he can, he has the potential to pull up significant numbers in first in his first year. Uh for the Raiders, I love the pick of Michael Mayer in the second round after he falls out of the first round, and obviously you just traded Darren Waller this offseason, and I think Mayer is a plug and play, immediate day one tight end. Uh Dolphins. Only ended up having four picks. My favorite pick, though, by far, Devin A. Chain, the running back from Texas A&M. I think he's going to provide a lot of juice to begin the, to begin his career. For the Vikings, I obviously did love the Jordan Addison pick, but another pick that I loved, our boy in the fifth round, Jaron Hall. I was one. I couldn't remember where he went, and then when he hit it, I'm like, "Yep." With with cousins possibly being out, maybe after the season, or cousins gets hurt. Yeah, I like Jaron. I think he's a little bit of a project. Still struggled a lot, like under pressure. But when he had a clean pocket, like put up monster numbers. Uh, for the Patriots. I mean, it's hard. Like the easy pick for me is just Christian Gonzalez and Aubrey, and everything that came with that pick, pissing off the Jets, not letting them get a tackle, and getting cornerback two at the seventeenth pick. But also shout out to Belichick for uh, third round pick taking uh, Marte Mapu from Sac State linebacker. Who, like, I mean, it wasn't a reach or anything like that. But you hear the Patriots take a guy from Sacramento State, like, not Bill Belichick. Diamond in the rough. Also just want to give them a shout-out for taking a kicker and a punter. Yeah, what was that? Like? It was, like, the first time since the Raiders drafted Janikowski in the first round. Yeah, it, was it that had year. to have been Leckler and Jan- Janikowski. But, yeah, I mean, just, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, for the Saints, they had they had a couple picks that I did like, especially like I said, Brian Brzee, Isaiah Foskey, the uh, Notre Dame defensive end, even selecting Jake Hayner in the uh, fourth round, who I still believe has the chance. Yeah, I really they, wanted him. Like literally put put number nine on Jake Hayner. I'll be convinced Drew Brees never retired. Yeah, I wanted him <laughs> so bad. Uh, but my favorite pick by far in the sixth round, I was surprised he, wait, he had to wait this long. And it helps with the color scheme. A.T. Perry, the Wake Forest wide receiver. I was so shocked that like watching it fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, he's still on the board. Why do people not like him? I understand like people don't like the Wake Forest system. But 
at the same time, it's not like all of his catches were like Ohio State level catches where the dude's wide open because the system gets them open. He was going over top of people, all kinds of things. Like I love Sam Hartman to death, but AT did a lot of work for him. So I was surprised that he was available in the sixth. I think that's a great pick for the Saints. Just reminds me so much of when they had Marcus Colston. Just big-bodied wide receiver. Uh, for the Giants, I think they had a very solid draft. But my favorite pick in the third round, Jalen Hyatt. Like, I thought this was a dude that was going to easily go in the second round. And you get him in the third round, be able to take the top off of the commander's defense. That doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, I love this dude. He was, he was so great to us at Tennessee this year. Great pick for the... Giants uh for the Jets in the fifth round my favorite pick Izzy to the hit Izzy to the hizzy Israel Abadakanda the running back from Pitt I think this is a great pick obviously you have Brees Hall who honestly could have been the rookie of the year if he doesn't tear his ACL you have him coming back from injury and I think Izzy will be able to add some juice to that running back room uh, for the Eagles, sorry, this is just too easy. It's Jalen Carter. You got the best defensive player in the draft at number nine, and you it's the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. With all those Georgia guys around, the experience in that D-line room with, um, God damn it, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, like they're going to be able to teach this dude and teach him how to be a pro. I think this is one of the biggest home runs of the draft. And honestly, also for him as well, I don't think he could have went to a better situation. Exactly. Either. Exactly. Like Not that. just the home run for Philly, but for both. Uh, for the Steelers, I hated it when this pick came up, but in the third round, Darnell Washington. But also, like, at the same time, like, I never thought about it because my pipe dream was for him to end up on the Bengals, but... I don't think the Bengals were in on him as much as I wanted them to be. And honestly, like, thinking about it and then, like, mentally putting him in a Steelers uniform. Like, yeah, Makes sense. Pick. Yep. I was just perfect about to say pick. that. Uh, for the Seahawks, it's chalky, for me at least, JSN. Like, to add so much juice to the an already good wide receiving core who's kind of lacking, like, that number three. I think this is phenomenal pick for... I like Charbonnet, too. Yeah, Charbonnet was a great pick, in my opinion, too. And, like, in the seventh round, taking Kenny McIntosh, the running back from Georgia, who, like, never really hit his full potential, but does not have that much, like, wear on the tires. Mm -hmm. Especially with the way Georgia just keeps rotating people. Uh, for the 49ers... Obviously, they didn't get started until the third round. But for me, my favorite pick was Jair Brown, the safety from Penn State. If there was a safety that I wanted the Bengals to draft, he was honestly number two because I kind of wanted Sidney Brown from Illinois, Chase's uh, twin. But Jair was the next one. And to get him in the third round, great pick. Uh, for the Bucks. I mean, he was one of my draft crushes, Kalijah Kansi. 
very great pick in my opinion. Also did like the uh, Cody Mock pick and everybody falling in love with him because he's missing his front teeth. If you don't know the tackle from uh, North Dakota State. And I also like the pick of Trey Palmer in the sixth round. I think he's got a lot more potential than what he ha- or showed at uh, Nebraska. Completely blanked on where yeah, he that was. mock kid. His he grew up in a town of sixty-seven people. I know. And That's he was drafted in the second round. Insane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely crazy. Uh, Titans. I think they had a very, very solid draft. Obviously, with Skronsky being your first pick, getting Will Levis in the second round. But it was their third round pick in Tajay Spears that I loved because he's a different kind of back than what Henry is. And I think he's going to be able to compliment him very well. And bringing up the rear. Well. We always bring up the rear. <laughs> the Washington Commanders. Um, Can I get my favorite? Go ahead. Just in round. I like Chris Rodriguez in the sixth round. I loved that. Too. I loved it. But my favorite pick is Emmanuel Forbes. But Chris Rodriguez, who, like, he had the rest to begin, his, begin the season for Kentucky and just never really got going after that, but we have seen him put up numbers for Kentucky, so I think that is a great pick. And I think like with him and Brian Robinson, do you guys still have Antonio Gibson? Yeah, he's still there. I'm not really a big fan of him, but he's you there. You need to just start putting him in the fucking slot. Yeah, he was. He's way better catching the ball than doing anything else. And JD McKissick. I mean, still that's there. what. Like, no offense, but that that's why he was such a project. Because he was a wide receiver at Memphis, and then you're trying to convert him into a running back, but but that guy, but Rodriguez should compliment Robinson pretty well. Who's more yeah. of just like a downfield bruiser back. Yeah, both bruising backs, but uh, yeah. So Connor, we got rookie of the year odds out after yeah. all of that. Yeah, honestly, they were out after day one. You killed it in the draft. So now I want you to give our listeners. After I also ended up nailing rookie of the year last year on both. Uh, Connor had like the top three dudes in the on the offensive side. Brock Purdy tried his damnedest to Dude, fuck I all was that up. So worried Brock was gonna fuck. And that if he up. won that, that'd have been a travesty to the award. Yeah, had a play on Olave Wilson. Uh God, who's the other receiver? It's another receiver. God damn it! From last year, London. Yes, I had bets on them. Oh, then you also then you... Kenneth Walker. Yep, and then ended up getting a free bet and using that as like a Brock Purdy hedge. But obviously Wilson had it. My only bet on the defensive rookie of the year was on Sauce Gardner, and that was basically cashed by yeah. midseason. And I will say too, I will preface. You had the three wide receivers first. Kenneth Walker wasn't even something you picked out of the gate. Like, hey, I'm going to take the top four positional players. I didn't think players. he was going to be as productive as he was. And then, I mean, it was Michigan State Kenneth Walker. Yeah, well, I'm just saying some douchebag's going to be like, well, you took the best four skill position players. Like, no, he took the three skill position players and then had to he- got a good hedge with Kenneth Walker. And honestly, like, the easy bet anytime betting rookie of the year is a quarterback. Yeah. That's always the easy bet. It's and not the value, but it's the best bet. Now, when we get to the offensive rookie of the year odds for this year, there isn't a quarterback that is favorite, and in fact, his odds have dropped, and I'm pissed. But 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something for those top six guys here. The reasons why I'm very skeptical of seeing any of them winning, which makes it more fun because I think there's some guys later down the road you can get good value on. Sean Robinson, loaded running back room. But I think he comes in in his immediate number one. Yeah, but probably not going to get the carriage you think he's going to get. Well, well, no, I mean, Atlanta loves running the ball. That's true. And, I mean, they don't want Desmond Ritter throwing it either. Hey, <laughs> just saying. watch it. Bryce Young, you know, obviously the frame. Obviously worries a lot of people. But also, like, my biggest worry for Bryce is who does he have to throw to? You, DJ's you, gone. Yeah, you traded DJ. You did draft Jonathan Mingo in – the second round, but I mean, Terrence Marshall, like, yeah. like I, I mean, obviously I haven't paid attention, much attention to the Panthers last season. Cause there really wasn't much reason to, but like, I just worry about that wide receiving core. Jason, load of wide receiver room. Exactly. CJ Stroud. Don't know if he's going to be day one starter. I think he is, but, but here's where I see, the guy that I like is actually the guy we thought we retch on is Jameer Gibbs at nine to one, especially with the trade of DeAndre Swift. Like the Lions are going to be, are we're projecting them to be good? Yeah. So a, a very impactful rookie on a playoff team holds a lot of weight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then AR fifteen, we just is complete wild card. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have a play on on AR. I won't lie. Just because, like, if he, if the, it's hard to say, but I, I just think with the added running ability that he could just put up rushing numbers and, like, have subpar defensive or, uh, pat or have subpar passing numbers and could win it. I mean, he has a pretty good offensive line in front of him. Pretty good wide receiving core in front of him. Plays in, plays in a pretty also, weak division. We're not 100%, like, he is a project, but I think he's more like Josh Allen that don't let him sit. Play him immediately. Let him make the mistakes. Yeah, let him learn. And I think he's in a great spot in Indy with the Colts. So I'm going to give you gun to the head here. Who would you choose as your first pick in the what, offensive rookie of the year? We're not doing, drafting or anything. Just tell me who you like. If you had a gun in your head and you had to make a bet, I mean, God damn it, uh, Bajan is the clear easy pick for me. I hate that there's not much value at the plus three hundred. Um, for me, it's probably gonna be Bryce Young, just because I'm banking on him staying healthy, and you know he's gonna get opportunity from yeah. From I the don't. Get-go. I I mean I never really like I said the value is always in the non quarterbacks. I don't really like betting on the quarterbacks, but I don't hate that. Um, damn it, I keep losing my spot looking at the odds. Um, Who are you trying to find here? Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. Honestly, I like CJ. I have the plus 700, and if there's another quarterback that I do think starts, like, I don't think Levis is going to start enough or play enough to be in there. Hendon's obviously going to redshirt. When it comes to those three quarterbacks, I like CJ's chances a little bit more, but also I don't know if he's going to be the starter to begin with. Is there any guys, like, down here, like, 
plus like twenty to one or higher that you kind of have your eyes on? Like who's at a long plus shot eighteen? Here? It's close enough. Zay Flowers. I just think that he's he's literally going to be their Hollywood Brown, but um with a lot better hands. Like I know how much Ravens fans used to rip him for missing some easy in the bucket catches in the back of the end zone that Lamar put there perfectly. Zay's not going to drop those. So I love it at plus 18. Um, just keep going down the boards. I wouldn't mind a flyer on Josh Downs at plus 25. Um, Devin Achain at plus 3,500. I think he could. he has the potential to take some starting snaps for the Dolphins and with his speed, like... Who knows? I wanted um, to say something about like Dalton Kincaid because he's got Josh Allen to throw to him. It's just one too, easy to tie out. Yeah. One, one better one? Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer at plus 4,000. I think he immediately take. I don't know if he's going to put up the numbers that Waller du- did because Waller's obviously the better receiver. But I think with the, everything that Mayer brings, he's going to be on the field a lot. And I think that could just add up to numbers. And a security blanket for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, just, I'm I'm just scrolling down. I don't think Roshan, even though I loved him to the Bears, I don't think he's gonna have a Marvin Mims at plus five thousand. That's such a wide loaded wide receiver room, but there's also rumors that they're trying to move Judy and potentially Sutton and Russell Wilson. Yeah, that that kind of kills it right then. And but then. Sean Payton. Um, I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, Charlie Jones at plus ten thousand. If you're feeling frisky. Uh, yeah, basically everybody now. What about Zach Evans at plus ten thousand? Zach Evans at plus ten thousand, or At Perry at plus ten thousand. I mean, it, sprinkles. Yeah, obviously sprinkles, but. Like, I we I like obviously they have Olave. I don't know if Jarvis Landry is still there or not. And you have Michael Thomas, who's the ultimate wild card. Maybe, maybe at plus ten thousand. The one person that's not on here and I'm mad about it, and I'll keep saying his fucking name, Xavier Hutchinson. But what worries me is if CJ is starting. They're going to kill each other's value if Xavier breaks off like I think he has the potential to. But, yeah, I mean, as far as rookie of the, or offensive rookie of the year odds, that's, I mean, that's a couple names for you guys uh, on the defensive side. Hey, where's my guy? Oh, there he is, 14-1. I don't hate it. Uh, I will say, it is a guy like that, that obviously like the year uh, – Trivion Diggs won. Was he defensive player of the year or was he just first team all pro? I think he was just first team all pro. I can't fully remember. All it like Forbes is known for being able to make the splashy play, the interceptions, and return them. Like Diggs literally was a first team all pro and was arguably one of the worst corners in the league. No, so I So voters love that shit. Yeah, I agree. Like defensive rookie of the year is kind of difficult unless you are Sauce Gardner, who was an all pro as a yeah. rookie. So, I mean... You either got to record so a lot hard, of sacks. It's so hard to ignore. I mean, it's... I hate it because it's plus 350, but Will Anderson. Yeah. 
I mean, I he's going to be day one starter. I don't know if like Tyree uh, Wilson's going to be a day one starter for the Raiders. Obviously, if you're drafting somebody that high, he's going to play a fair amount. But, I mean, Will Anderson's not going to leave the field. I mean, Jalen Carter at 8-1, to one, I mean, I know they got a lot of guys back there, but somebody's got to get doubled. Yeah, but also, like, it, it, with what they already have in that D-line room, is he really going to be, like, day one starter or just rotation right yeah. now? Uh, either one of the corners, uh, in Devon Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, I I honestly like Gonzalez at the plus 1000, just because we've seen Bill Belichick be able to develop corners very, very well. I think he could be immediate impact and at plus a thousand, a little bit more juice than Witherspoon, uh, Lucas Van Ness, I don't really know how much production he's going to have to start. Forbes, I do like because I think he is day one starter for you guys. Uh, Nolan Smith, again, kind of with the Jalen Carter thing, like how much production or how much how much is he seeing the field? Like he could see the field like for 50% of the snaps. But if he ends up with double-digit sacks, like he's going to be in the running for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will McDonald, uh, I don't really know because the Jets just have so much on that defensive line. Uh, Miles Murphy, love him. I mean, I'm going to have a flyer on it more than likely, but I don't know if he's going to see the field much. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. at plus 2,000 for the Steelers. I don't hate that. I don't hate this either. Jack Campbell at plus 2,000. I think like, if you drafted him that early, he's going to be a day one starter. And I think he's was the one of the best linebackers in the draft. So I wouldn't hate that. Uh, Uzama, not as much. Sanders, not as much. Branch, not as much. Banks, no. Simpson, no. Uh, Brian Brzee. Brian Brzee or even Kalaja Kansi as like flyers. Uh, Ringo, no. BJ, no. Sewell, no. Yeah, after really, after that, really kind of just falls off. I'm trying to maybe at plus ten thousand Julius Brents, just because I think he has this chance to be starting very early for the uh, Colts. Um, yeah, after that, kind of really falls off. Uh. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, just pick or choose. It's hard for me to not just pick Will Anderson. Yeah, I mean, that's who I would go with, too. But that's basically going to conclude the 2023 NFL Draft. We'll be back next week. Probably going to be mostly uh, a roundup of some big college basketball transfers. We can't and then... talk about the – I never wanted to talk about it because we were doing everything with the draft and everything like that. We do have an announcement on how the twelve team playoff should work, so we could obviously dive into just, that too. Yep, we got about what I think it's like five to six weeks before we get into breakdowns for like two months yeah. each conference, and then like obviously the group of five and everybody else. Yeah, we're gonna try to keep it every week now, but we'll hammer it out. We got stuff. Yeah, we. I mean, we're also very busy. This is our like one time downtime because. Most of our time is 
filled was watching college football or college basketball. Yeah, you know what's weird about that is like I actually watched like a movie last night, and like I was like, like this is the only time a year a TV outside of sports is on my any of my televisions. Yeah, all. yeah, it's it, we're in the dark times, buddy. I know, but college football, especially right now that the draft is over for me, like all I have is NBA, like M. Well, I can't playoffs are hard for me to watch now that the Cavs got bounced. And again, the NBA to me is just unwatchable. Yeah, and then all we'll have is the NBA draft. Yeah, that's basically it's it. Like, it's not like there's a sport that goes on during this time of year. Yeah, maybe I'll do my mock draft. I want Scoop going one. Give me the value. So wait, you're oh you're gonna somehow have Webb and Yana going to the Bulls. Yeah, he's going ninth. Like, I see a lot of red flags Drops in his to game. The second round. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. We're out of here. Peace.